Welcome to EV Life. Everyone, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. We have a... Oh, thank you for being here, Sean. Thanks for having me. Uh, we have a special guest today, and her name is Leslie Golden. Welcome Ooh, to the yes, show, hello. Leslie. Hello. hello. Uh, Leslie, you've been coming here for uh, maybe a year and a day. Yes, actually, this past week was my one-year anniversary at work. So oh, okay. I, I've been in Chattanooga now for... A year in three weeks. Oh, awesome. that's awesome. It's that's been a blessing. Awesome. We've appreciated, yes. we've, I've appreciated your service and Yak. Um, Leslie does a lot with our ladies side of things, mm-hmm. hosting uh, ladies group a lot, kind of coordinating that. Um, but Leslie, tell us about uh, what you do for work and where are you from? So I work for the Tennessee Valley Authority in our sustainability and climate group. Mm-hmm. So we do um, our carbon accounting, so tracking the emissions from our power plants, and then we work on all of our external sustainability reporting. So if you go to our website and click on you know, our ESG page, those sustainability reports, that's, mm-hmm. that's our group. How's the emissions going so far this year? I mean, okay, so far. We like keep up monthly, and then we'll have the big annual annual reveal mm, in a couple of months okay. for last well, year. Sean, how have your emissions been this past year? Um, You've very been ga- saving very gassy. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's been gassy this past year. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, um, you're not. Yeah. I, have, I have stomach issues. I can't help uh, it. We're, we're talking about like actual CO2 emissions, Sean. I assume those are CO2 emissions. Yeah, you know, maybe. Are they? Are <laughs> they CO2? <laughs> Methane. Is that what it's really made of? I don't know. I don't think that's accurate. So how do we... F- so, okay. So explain to us what does that look like? We're going to just move away from what Sean was talking about. What does that look like on a day-to-day basis for Leslie? Uh, lots of dealing with spreadsheets and math. And oh, lately excellent. we've been uh, really updating, working on updating our software for tracking emissions. So a lot of getting all the plant information in correctly and mm. the formulas behind the cal- like making sure the calculations are set up the way they need to be. Mm, right. Yeah, a lot of data involved. Yes, Ugh. yes. <laughs> data. Sean loves data. I love it. And where are you from, Les? I am from Columbia, Tennessee, which mm-hmm. is about an hour south of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. then I went to undergrad at Sanford University in Birmingham, mm-hmm. where Bulldogs. I played. I did play basketball. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was your highest scoring game? Well, my <laughs> college career was plagued with injury, so mm-hmm. it was a. Uh, not uh, nothing to look at in the stat column, but mm. it was a lot of fun and um, good, good, great friendships, and yeah. would not trade that time for anything. Awesome! Yeah. And then you moved up to Knoxville. Went to Knoxville. Went to graduate school up there. Um, became a Tennessee fan. I was yeah. not was not raised Woo! one, but I have been. I've been converted. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, I got my master's in not business analytics. Yeah. So and then. Uh, Came down here uh, last January, and here you are. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we're we're glad you're here. You have you have in all seriousness been a blessing to our young adult community, mm-hmm. and so we're we're thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leslie brought to us today in terms of our Jesus Story series, which we are kind of capping for now. We're like loosely um, uh, screwing on the cap. We're putting a pin in it. We're loosely screwing on the cap uh, in in preparation to open it back up again because we have some cool interviews coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leslie brought to us today Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it'll be verse 25 through 34. Um, Sean is going to read it mm-hmm. to us today as per tradition, as yeah. is custom. Yeah. Um, Sean, why don't you tell us what uh, translation uh, you're going to be reading, be from, reading this morning. from the Harper Collins Study Bible, New Revised Standard Version including the apocryphal uh, deuterocanonical books with a concordance. Dude, you're wondering. 
Sick. There we go. <laughs> all right, so Sean, go ahead when you're ready, um, and then Leslie will give us the answer to all of this. All right, starting verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body. What you will wear is it not is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying about worrying, add a single hour to your lifespan? And why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will I eat, or what will I or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Ooh, what a what a gut punch. Mm. Um, who doesn't love the Sermon on the Mount? Um, who, well... Who, who doesn't love it in uh, theory but hates it in practice? Mm. That's it's a good, tough. It's tough. Uh, so, Leslie, why why did you bring this uh, passage for your Jesus story here today? So, this passage of Scripture, when I was really young, I worried about a lot and had a lot of trouble sleeping. And my mom used to sit with me and read this passage to me to help me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, this was probably the first characteristic of Jesus that I internalized and understood was that Jesus brings peace and he provides a way to alleviate our worry. Yeah, that's that's so cool. That's that's one of the most unique um, explanations we've ever gotten. Um, I wish my mom did that. Um, but we see this common theme that I think what Leslie just said, Sean, we've kind of seen this yeah. with all of our Jesus stories is that there's this idea of peace that that Jesus brings and is at one of the most core foundations of his life um, and, and his resurrection and death. Um, and this thing is just filled with stuff. I mean, there's so much context of about eating and about drinking and about the, the clothes, about what, what's under our, our roof and, and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, what do you think Jesus is saying here in terms of um, ideas on what he's what point he's trying to come across? Mm. Well, I, I think it, at the end it boils down to trust. Um, you know, this is a passage that I think sometimes for some of us we we wrestle with because um, you know I think we worry more about where will we go to lunch. Or what am I going to wear today versus um, am I going to eat today or where mm-hmm. or am I going to have clothing to wear today because the tunic I had has ripped apart because I've worn it for the last 10 years. Um, and so it, it's it, it's meeting the basic needs of people and, mm-hmm. and trusting that um, that God will provide. And that's a... 
it may not be clothes or it may not be food for us, but it's so many other things. I mean, we live in a worrisome world. There's lots of things yeah. going on. A lot of anxiety. World. A lot of anxiety, a lot of worry. Um, and those things can be different. I think anxiety and worry are not always the same thing, but um, but regardless of where, where you have either one of those things, this is, do you... Do you believe in your core? Do I believe in my core that God is good enough to take care of me? Like he does the rest of creation. Because mm-hmm. I don't think the birds worry too much about it. They're know? just burdening up. They're just burdening up. Birds uh, being birds, man. If they exist. Um, but This uh, is true. <laughs> now we're getting meta. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't. My yard doesn't worry about whether it's going to grow or not. Or um, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. I worry about it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think uh, you're onto something, Sean, because I had the the idea that when you were talking was that people that these creatures that that he lists here and these things that he talks about, they just live. Like you know, they're, they're not. <laughs> they're they're very. It's very simple in itself. Of it's not worried mm-hmm. about. Um, if it's gonna live another day, if it's gonna, um, you know, get enough food, it just it just lives and mm-hmm. it does the task that it was created to do, mm-hmm. and it's almost like we have like this innateness to us that we're we have these innate things in us to where we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to live according to how God created us, and maybe the way that that we get off from the way the way that Jesus lived is that we stop focusing on these important things like loving your neighbor as yourself or any of the things in the sermon on the mount for that matter and we start getting into the what does my job look like in 5 years mm-hmm. or what does my life look like in 5 years more uh, broad term or who am i going to be with who am i not going to be with who's who am i going to lose who am i going to gain what what where city am I going to live in? Um, what financial status am I going to be? I wonder if our busyness and the way that we live our lives in a materialistic and a very um, self fulfillment way gets us off the way of living and trusting, as Sean said, in God's promise, and also in the fact that God created everything and provided everything. Leslie, I want to ask you a question. So I think. Um, the way that I see this is that, as Sean said, we don't really understand this of worrying about our next meal mm-hmm. or worrying about the clothes we have. We worry about what we wear, what we eat, as Sean said, but we don't worry about um, if we're going to eat or if we're going to have clothes, if we're, if we're going to have provision. I wonder what, ha- what can we take away from this, and maybe what did you take away from this as you kind of grew up hearing it and, and as you grow into an adult now? What can we kind of take away from this that Jesus is saying here in our very radical, different lives, radically changing lives that we live and can contrary to these people? Did that make sense, Leslie? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I did kind of ramble there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anytime a passage starts with therefore, I always like oh. to read the context. Yeah. So the verse immediately prior go. is pretty well known. No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So I think Jesus is saying we're pulled by earthly things, Mm -hmm. whether that's money or, you know, prestige or work or whatever that is for you. But he's saying you can't serve both. And so then he goes on to say, you know, therefore, because you can't serve both, 
don't worry about your life because God, if you truly are serving God, he will provide for you. And it may not be, you know, for us, like Sean was saying, mm. we're not worried about where our next meal is going to come from. But for some people, they truly are. Yeah. And it's not necessarily saying, you know, God's going to rain down manna from the sky again for right. you. But that if you trust in him, he will provide for you and, you know, you'll get through today. Yeah. I, I Way to go on the scholarly uh, therefore comment, Leslie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean and I are impressed. <laughs> but... Um, even in that whole section uh, with the whole treasures in heaven, I mean, even the way that section starts, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. It is almost kind of like if you can get this, like if you can understand that like for where in verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you can accept that and agree to that and trust in Jesus when he says that, all of a sudden this do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you will wear. I think it simplifies it down mm-hmm. of, I, I put my treasure in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, so if I put my treasure treasure in heaven, therefore I'm not going to worry about what I'm going to eat today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to worry about the clothes that I have. And I think we can, and you know, forgive me if this is wrong, but I think we can look at this in the context of our image and our personal image of always worrying about the shoes and the hat and the clothes that we wear, what restaurants we're dining out at, um, what we're doing on social media, which I think is a huge burden for people to always kind of worry about their image on social media. If we realize that like all that stuff is meaningless, it's hevel in the wise words of Ecclesiastes, it's it's meaningless. You'll never be able to obtain what you're what you're looking for in terms of treasures on earth. I think like we can live in a way that reflects this do not worry passage to where it's not saying that we're not going to be scared, we're not going to have fears, mm-hmm. and we're not going to have anxiety. Mm-hmm. But my my worry, I think, quickly turns into contentment, and my worry quickly turns into peace when, okay, maybe, maybe there is a day that I'm worried about my image on social media, mm-hmm. or I'm worried about maybe the clothes. <laughs> I, I go to church, and I'm kind of wearing you know, raggedy clothes, they clothes has holes in it. I don't know. But that, that thought of worry and, and anxiety quickly turns into peace and into um, a contentment because my treasure's in heaven. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not concerned about the way people look at me or the way people think about me or even the, the needs of the body um, that are in me in terms of like hunger and thirst. Because my treasure's in heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like Luke. Um, Luke's version of this adds a little extra paragraph um, that says at the end of it, his, um, the beginning part of this is almost word for word for Luke, but then he adds towards the end a little bit different in Luke uh, 12, uh, 32. He says, Do not be afraid, little flock, hmm. for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Uh-oh. Make purses for yourself that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm. Um, and so I think it goes back to just what, which it's about, you know, trusting, trusting God to provide, but also what matters most for us? Mm-hmm. You know, what matters most to you, Leslie? Is it, you know, your career? Is it 
status? Is it money? Is it, you know, same for me. Is it is it those things or those treasures that a moth will destroy and a thief mm-hmm. will steal? Or they're, you know, because Jesus, <laughs> sell all of your stuff. He's not, he's not saying, you know, make sure that you have enough. Get rid of everything that yeah. hinders you from the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and... Man, that's hard. Okay, I got a question for the, for all three of us. Yeah, I think maybe if you're listening right now, you're probably thinking, "How do I do? What do I do? How do I how do I practice this?" Because I think like the year so, of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Sell your possessions uh, and like don't worry about what you wear. So do I just like show up to work naked? Like what? Yeah, do, yeah, what? Do, yeah. Like what do you guys think is like putting this into practice in today's modern world? Like, is Jesus telling us to, like, starve ourselves to death or to, like, not, like, what is the, I guess, and I struggle with this too personally, Mm -hmm. like, what's the balance of living life with, like, like, being able to live and and serve Mm -hmm. and grow the kingdom versus, like, opulence and gluttony and, like, um, you know, self-pleasure to the point of, of... Gluttony in a sense. Well, I, I always think about what C.S. Lewis said about it, and then this is paraphrasing. You know, when when asked, you know, how much should we give, and he says, till it's uncomfortable. Mm. You know, when it's Ooh. uncomfortable, you Great know question. that you're giving enough. Yeah. And you know, we live in a world of four hundred one ks and stocks, and you know, Bonds. especially in our political climate, we got to like these people because they're going to protect our stocks and our. And our investments and blah blah blah. We got to protect these people because they're going to do it instead. And and we're you know I I have family. It won't say names, but <laughs> who watch the stock market and like their day is their day is literally affected by the money that they gain or lose. <laughs> Sheena, <laughs> no, not Sheena, <laughs> on the stock market, right? Yeah. And because you know they've earned that wealth, it's theirs. Yeah. It's, you know... I made a calculated risk and I, yeah, and I paid yeah. off. And so, you know, I think about this and, you know, uh, I don't think Jesus... How do I say this? Um, Uh-oh. Jesus did not have a problem with wealthy people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a problem with selfish people. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. I think Luke just talks about Luke 4 where, you know, Jesus got some women hanging out with him who were bankrolling his ministry. You know, Herod's uh, uh, chief of staff, essentially, his wife, is paying all the bills. She's She's got money, and she's part of the ministry, and she's part of it. But she's not greedy, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and so, again, that gets into that question that you yeah. asked. Where, where's the balance? Where's the balance? What, do you, what about you, Les? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a hard question. Figure it, figure it out for us. Uh, figure it out for us. Yeah, Give us I, an answer right now. I think... You know, Jesus ends this by saying what you need to do, you know, yeah. verse yeah. 33, seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the first part of that, the world is seeking after these things. And yeah. in this case, he uses the word Gentiles just to mean like, you know, people yeah. who aren't following God. But, um, you know, everybody's looking for something to fulfill them, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, anything, anything you could think of. Yeah. And, you know, it says God knows what you need. Yeah. And we get so frustrated because we tend to think of our wants as our needs and God is not providing your wants all the time, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think that's, it's hard to 
balance that with like wealthy people you know yeah, yeah. like how we how we use our wealth but when well, even like with us right who like i mean we in terms of american standard we wouldn't consider ourselves wealthy in, mm-hmm. in a sense in an american case and in worldly we're we're beyond rich mm-hmm. um but this i get this question you know someone who like lives similar like paycheck to paycheck i would say it's you know it's hard to sometimes it's like this this balance of what am I splurging on <laughs> of like, what is this possession? Do I need to sell my shoes that I wear to the gym and just wear my chacos to the gym kind mm-hmm. of deal? I don't know. This is something I struggle with, but Leslie, you, I think like hit it on the head of, of we can get caught in those weeds of the first part of the section, but Jesus sums it up pretty well of like in all this seek first the kingdom um, and all mm-hmm. these things will be given to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like saw some video the other week about how <laughs> this preach and this could be uh, not good at all, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, th- this preacher talked about <laughs> how this guy came up to me, him who was like not a Christian, um, and he w- he would always ask him um, if I become a Christian, can I keep smoking pot? <laughs> <laughs> and the <laughs> and the preacher would just like. Uh, he would he would say something uh, in in the sense of um, that's not for me to answer, and he keep asking this question of asking this question. Well, eventually, like he became a Christian, he said, "Do I have to give up pot now?" And the preacher is finally like, "Sam," and I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, but the preacher is like, "I'm gonna let you know you and God work that out yourselves." Mm-hmm. And I know for a lot of us, um, old, maybe like more conservative people, red flags are like flashing uh, after you hear it saying yeah. that because like, no, 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 they need to be told no, they need to be told yeah. don't do that, they need yeah. to be told stop that. But like, if we are seeking first the kingdom and its righteousness, mm-hmm. do we not believe that the Holy Spirit is going to intervene and take care of and change and mold and shape? And and what I'm getting at is this of that. With all these questions that I think happen in this verse and, and across like what Jesus says, because Jesus says some harsh stuff that's like very pointed. Um, but with this case of like, do not worry and don't worry about all this and don't worry all about that. And even in Luke, when he says, sell all your possessions, when we ask ourselves, okay, wh- where's the balance? What do I need? Like, wh- what do I do with this? I think it's <laughs> the answer is there of like, l- let God come in. And let God mold you and let God mm. change you to where you are doing his will and seeking his kingdom and all of that will be taken care of. I'm not, I'm not sure this, maybe the 633 about seeking first his kingdom and righteousness is a passage of don't worry about that and seek first the kingdom and and, and you'll get bread and manna. You'll, you'll get mm-hmm. manna and, and water. I think what it might Jesus might be saying is that if you have questions about what is the balance between giving up everything or wearing clothes or eating food? Seek first the kingdom and the Holy Spirit will guide you to that. Mm-hmm. Could that be it? Maybe so. Yeah. And another verse that I think uh, this kind of points me to is like Philippians 4, when he's saying, uh, I think maybe verse 6, but it's like, don't be anxious, but instead pray. And yeah. in everything through prayer, you know, God will provide you this peace that passes understanding. Mm-hmm. So a place to start is connecting with God through prayer yeah. and being able to have that dialogue and seeking him involves getting to know him and spending time with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that And that remind, like that to me says kind of a similar language here of like when you're anxious, go to God in prayer. 
it's not saying that you're going to stop being anxious. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. definitely times where I've prayed where I'm like still anxious Mm -hmm. or worried or whatever you want to call it um, Mm -hmm. afterwards. But there's like this inner peace that comes, and it's so hard to explain, mm-hmm. or, or you know, <laughs> like it passes understanding. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's but it's there. Um, and I think part of that is is it's not treating God like a um, like a genie. Lord, mm-hmm. I'm anxious. I'm worried about this. Will you come fix it? But it's just inviting Him, His presence into the situation. And, you know, I think we see that just with Jesus, you know, how you know, sometimes he fixes people's problems, but sometimes he just sits with them and is just mm-hmm. present with them yeah. and is just in the midst of the, the chaos in a person's life. And, and, I, and I think part of, you know, praying and, and, and petitioning in those anxious and worried moments, again, is not to ask God to fix our problems, but just to invite his presence into our lives. Mm-hmm. And whether... The anxious anxiety subsides at the moment or not, that's not the point, mm-hmm. right? The point is not to, you know, oh, man, I'm super anxious about this, Lord. Please don't let me be anxious. And then, you know, <laughs> zip, zap, pow, you know, anxiety gone. You Cast know? a spell. Yeah, but more just, okay, Lord, you're with me, and I know that you're here, regardless of whether my anxiety will continue to to, to be um, here or not. And, and so, you know, curious... You know, Leslie, you know, your mom read this to you as you were a little girl mm-hmm. having a hard time sleeping. Um, how did you process this on maybe nights mm. that you still had a hard time sleeping? Oh, great question, mm. Sean. <laughs> great yeah. question. Well, thank you. I think thinking about, you know, the birds and the grass and, mm-hmm. you know, Solomon, all his glory was not, didn't even compare to the flowers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, these things are so beautiful mm-hmm. and you know, you feel like these things occur naturally. And this, uh, Jesus asks, are you not more valuable than they are mm. to think like we have more value than them because we are made in the image of God mm-hmm. and you know, the flowers aren't necessarily. And so God cares about us so much and he's provided us this way to talk to him and have, the opportunity mm-hmm. to tell him about what we're concerned about. And, yeah. you know, Jesus doesn't say it's going to go away. He yeah. says, you know, today has enough trouble of its own. Yeah. It, it does have trouble. There's going to be trouble. Yeah. But, you know, just give it to God and trust that he is going to provide what you need. Yeah, I think, like, for me, it 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 reminds me of... Um, to think about what's on, on what's the end goal, right? Mm-hmm. Of I don't know how I'm going to get there, um, but I know that one day I'm going to be reunited mm-hmm. with the Father and with all of us, like together. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I crave that and I hope that, and I know that's going to happen one day. But I don't know how I'm going to get there, right? right? Like I don't know if it's going to be today, tomorrow, uh, twenty years, fifty years, eighty years. Um, hopefully, hopefully, like. Well, that would put me at 106. 80 years? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to live 106. Um, that's another conversation. Depends on if we, you know, fix things. <laughs> <laughs> like? <laughs> oh, I mean, like, like that, that was really vague. I mean, like, you know, a 106-year-old, like, you know, usually that's... They just yeah, they wake just up kinda, and they go to bed. Yeah, you're just kind of sitting there. <sighs> yeah. You know. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, which I say I don't. <laughs> Sorry. We'll see. <laughs> however long. But, yeah. like, however how, you know, of... 
I, but I know that one day um, that's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, or at least I hope and I trust in that. Um, and so I don't know like what this day is going to come to or what tomorrow is going to come to. And none of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure Jesus did in this moment. But I think Jesus knew and believed that he knew that one day, first off, he's going to end up in a cross, and then rise, but he was going to rise again, um, and he was going to come back. And for us, it's the same deal of we don't know how we're going to get there, but one day we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And that provides a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry and a lot of stress, unless all you do is seek that day. Mm-hmm. And I don't seek the job promotion. I don't seek... My kids growing up and doing well. I don't have any kids. Um, And I don't seek um, this fancy restaurant that I'm going to go to this next weekend. All I seek is that day where God is going to come back and make things right and and just rid the world of all the pain and suffering. Um, And that changes my perspective on on not being able to fall asleep at night, which I want want your mom to come and uh, read me that because I struggle to fall asleep sometimes. Um, Sean, too, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Medication is good. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That sounded twisted. Um, But one thing you said, Leslie, that that, um, stirred me was this idea of, like, our value. Mm -hmm. And I think what's really cool that we often overlook in this passage was about all these, like, bodily needs, about, like, eating, about thirst, about, like, the clothes, uh, uh, about um, basically, like, daily provision. To me, it's pointing to that we are so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leslie, you said we're created in the image of God, and we're, we're, we're so much more than waking up, eating, drinking, putting on clothes, and then getting money and then going to bed, you know? And, mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're created so much for that purpose of bringing the kingdom here. And so of all these, like, little, you know, small things about clothes or eating, or uh, provision, or money, or house, or car, whatever, that is such like a like shallow, surface-level um, aspect of our lives that we are created so much more, f- more for. And I think that's what is, is like sometimes missing in our church today, of like we don't have any expectation or any like belief in ourselves as people who have the Holy Spirit in us. That we are created and are created and, and are intended for something so much more than just living in the day-to-day, in the mundane. Like God is not wanting you, and Jesus, especially he's not, Jesus is God, Jesus is not wanting you to just live and worry about your what you're going to eat, how you're going to survive the next day, how you're going to live your life in a certain way. Um, what, he's, what he wants you to worry about and think about and put on your heart is how are you going to like become who he's created you to be? Mm-hmm. How how are you going to live your life, give your life um, to him in a way that brings forth the kingdom? Because that's what we're called to do is, mm-hmm. I think, Jesus followers. Mm-hmm. We have this higher calling than just like the birds who just wake up, eat, raise their, you know, bird kids. <laughs> what do you call bird kids? Birds? Um. Baby chicks, bird, baby bird, chicks, yeah. um, or like flowers who just wake up and go and seek nutrients, or like uh, uh, the grass who just grows. Mm-hmm. We are so much more than that, and it's because we're made in His image. But mm-hmm. we have this calling to live higher mm-hmm. um, than just 
bodily provision that yeah. we meet. Well, we have a divine yeah. vocation. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. We have a divine vocation. Say that a third time. Divine vocation. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that goes back to the story of Genesis 1 and, you know, and 2. Uh, everything is made, and, but it's but it is humanity that is blessed to go and be fruitful and maintain and oversee and take care of and partner with the divine to take care of creation. And that's, you know, that's a purpose greater than accumulation mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, yeah. As one as one who has lots of stuff looking at my office. the wall right here. <laughs> um, I have lots of stuff, you know. You have more stuff than me. I do. Center. <laughs> well, I'm also 15, 14 years older than you, so you can get there well, one day. Um, okay, well, I mean, but anyway. actually, I won't get there because I'm going to give up all my stuff. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sell all your possessions. Um, so, yeah, and that, and that goes back to that, that balance of trying to figure out, okay, uh, I have stuff. Um, what do I do with my stuff and, and versus, um, you know, participating in the, the, the coming kingdom, the yeah. present kingdom, mm-hmm. and, you know... Um, my my focus and my worry should be on kingdom come versus clothes and food and, and even that and I'm even hungry. the and even the basic needs. I mean, yeah. but you know, I think Jesus gets the basic needs right. Feeding of the five thousand. I mean, they're grumpy and they're hungry and they're hangry. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Jesus is like, let's feed them. You know, we'll take care. It's hard. It's hard. It, um, uh, um, What's her name? Um, Imes, Carmen Imes talks about this in her book, um, Why Sinai Matters. Uh, you know, God provides constantly for the Israelites their basic needs so that they can learn to trust him because it's hard, it's, it's really hard to stay focused if you don't have those basic needs. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so Jesus is really good about providing the basic needs for people so that they can trust him on the bigger spiritual kingdom heaven moments Mm -hmm. and so so this is hey don't worry about those basic needs we've got you i've got you covered god is going to take care of you so that you can participate in the kingdom things and put your treasures where they belong versus you know in your storehouses i think he talks about that later right how many storehouses do you have sean um, none. I got a garage. Leslie, do you have a storehouse? I have a garage. Does that count? Uh, that I have a, a closet I put all my junk in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just think about, you just think about it in an American culture. Like, like I could, I, I would, I think if I, one, two, three, I think I pass three storage unit places between here and my house, yeah. if not mm-hmm. more. I mean, we just have a lot of stuff. And that's, again, I think we've talked about this parable is not about necessarily the stuff, but it's about where your heart is and your focus. And, mm. um, you know, uh, Deuteronomy 6, you're, you know, you're going to live in cities you didn't build. You're going to eat food from um, from fields you did not sow. And you're going to have a hard time remembering the goodness of the Lord. Mm. And so continue to talk about these things and put them on your heart so that you will remember the purposes of the people of God. And uh, I think Jesus may be echoing some of that. Leslie, how have you kind of wrestled with this, pa- or have you wrestled with this passage mm-hmm. in the past? I would say I haven't necessarily wrestled with it mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, these questions, you know, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Like Sean started by saying, but those aren't things that we necessarily worry about on a day-to-day basis. But I've 
wrestled with it in the sense that the worry doesn't always go away, you know? Yeah. Like, this is not just a quick fix, you know, do this thing and then your life is perfect. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, today, worry about today. Yeah. You know, that's Jesus is saying, this is not going to end now. It's a constant thing you're going to have to remind yourself to do over and over and over again. And that's hard. Has that kind of like shaped you though? Like, have you have you grown in that over the years of like remembering this passage and saying, okay, this is not going to go away, mm-hmm. but there's something here with me uh, that also won't go away? Yeah. Yeah. These, these verses are some that I've had memorized for you know, 15 years or more. Mm-hmm. And they pop in my head when I'm starting to worry about things yeah. and just a reminder of, you know, what you're living for and that, you know, there's more than this current problem I have right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of the Sermon on the Mount too, of just like there, w- there's so much greater purpose um, and meaning that the kingdom brings to us than just like the day to day. And it's easy to get caught up on, turning our day-to-day into the future of like, I have to worry about my schedule next week and I have to worry about where I'm going to be or what I'm going to do. And Jesus is is sitting here and offering us something different of just saying, Hey, don't worry about that. Like if you, if you would just seek my kingdom and my righteousness, all that stuff would be taken care Mm of. I like to think about it as, as if, if, if we would live our lives for the kingdom, um, we're, we're not going to become millionaires. Well, maybe some of us will. That's another <laughs> conversation for another day uh, about mega frasters. Anyway, uh, say, oh, oh, whoops. Um, and, uh, but what will happen is if I'm worried about providing for my family or if I'm worried about, um, you know, uh, having a good image on social media or whatever, that, if I stop worrying about that and, I, and all I do is seek first the kingdom, I think there's going to be opportunities and ways for me to live a life that is full of goodness, that is full of blessing. That's not material blessing, um, but all that other stuff will work itself out. It's the idea of like always being kind mm-hmm. and always being selfless and always serving others. Mm-hmm. That's going to like, that's going to compound in the fruit, um, whatever that fruit may be. And, and in the midst of that, God is saying, hey, if you seek my kingdom and, and my kingdom only, all this stuff is, is first off, not going to be a concern anymore, so you won't have to worry about it. But all of the daily provision of how I'm going to take care of people and take care of my family, all that stuff I'm going to take care of. Um, it reminds me, it kind of goes back to Jesus when he says, you know, take my yoke upon me. My, my um, yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, like God, is, Jesus comes in and he says, hey, I'm going to be there for you always, uh, forever and ever to the very end of the age, Matthew 28. Um, and so come to me and and follow me and everything else will, will work itself out. All that stuff that you pick up and that you follow, you're probably going to drop a lot of it, which is why he says, for, sell all your possessions. What good are they? Like, just get rid of them. They, they, they're pointless. Um, but everything will f- figure itself out because of the end goal is all the same of God making himself known and dwelling his dwelling place among the people again. Mm. Final thoughts. Um, it, Leslie, do you think, um, question, 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 um, do you think that, you know, when we do worry about tomorrow, we miss out on today? 
Oh, you are on <laughs> fire today, Sean. I mean, definitely. Yeah. We tend, like, I, I'm very much so a planner. Like, I like yeah. to plan things out way in advance and all the details. Like, that's yeah. that's me. That's who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I've definitely found times where it's like, oh, I totally missed out on that opportunity mm-hmm. or I, you know, talk to somebody in a way I shouldn't have or mm-hmm. because I was so focused on what was coming, mm-hmm. not where I am mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So. Gosh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah. I think that's definitely... I'm always envious of when we go to like a foreign country like Jamaica and they're just so like on their own time schedule and we're all as Americans like freaking out. We go, and they're just like, yeah, soon come, soon come. Yeah. And they just, you know, live in life and enjoying the moment. And oh, that's, that's hard. That's hard for us. I hate it here. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Miss out on today when we worry about. Oh, I've done that so many times. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, you know, worrying about what's gonna be, what's it gonna be like in five years? What's yeah. it gonna be like? And man, it's a, fr- and it, like personally in terms of like work and job, it's like I, I used to do this a lot of like, where does the act need to be in two, five, ten, twelve? Mm-hmm. Probably because people ask me, but like, what is it? What does it gotta look like for it to be good? Mm-hmm. And like, you miss out on all the awesome, awesome mm-hmm. moments with people. Um, and so I've just stopped doing that. Like I was, and, and I may get fired. Well, I won't get fired for this, but like I have stopped like vision casting mm-hmm. and like vision planning because first of all, it was stressful and it never worked out to the way I wanted it to. But second of all, like that kind of stuff, always worried about three, five, ten years down the road, you lose the awesome fruit in the moment mm-hmm. and you lose the awesome moments of, of today mm-hmm. and of the greatness of today. And yeah, it's troublesome and it's hard. But there's some great moments in the day to day, and so for me, that's been a blessing of just saying, forget about that five year plan. Um, what what's in front of us here? Like what's in front of us? It's changed my perspective, and I, I, I don't. If you ask me, what does Yak look like in three years for you? I don't know. Yeah. I probably won't be here, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, Kate's gonna have to move for residency. I'm gonna, oh, okay. I'm gonna follow the money, well, baby. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Get that. <laughs> I ain't yeah. gotten that. Okay. Any other final Leslie, thoughts? Leslie, final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> Look, we've got a camera here, 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 here. Well, what? I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Like, hot ones, how he says, you know, cameras. I don't watch that show. No. No, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. I guess, you know, we're all going to feel anxious at times. We're all going to have things we worry about. Um, but we have to be able to discern if those worries are going to be detrimental to our service to the kingdom Mm -hmm. and be able to take those worries and talk to God about them and say, okay, you know, things are going to happen. Time's going to keep moving and, you know, trust God that he, he will take care of your needs. Mm. Sean, I love it. Uh, I, I love it. Thank you, Leslie, for thank you, Leslie, for, being for sharing here. that. It's uh, it's I think it I think it's needed in our in our time in our place as we wrestle with just the messiness of life. Just to be reminded of our purposes and um, our purposes, our purposes and our purpose and our purposes um, <laughs> as we you know as we wrestle with a, a an ever growing worrisome anxious culture. Yeah, um, just to be reminded that. Um, 
you know, God doesn't always make things better, but he can make us better in those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, there's rest in the storm. Yeah. There's rest in the storm, and yeah. Jesus offers that to us. He yeah. doesn't take the storm away. Yeah. Um, sometimes he does, but there's rest in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you for Thank being you. here, Leslie. Well, Thank thanks you. for having me. This yes. was fun. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Come back sometime. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Grace and peace, friends. See you guys. Thank you.